Welcome to B2B Marketers on the Mission, a podcast for B2B marketers that helps you to question the conventional, think differently, disrupt your industry, and take your marketing to new heights. Each week, we talk to B2B marketing experts who share inspirational stories, discuss their thoughts on trending topics, and provide useful marketing tips and recommendations. And now, here's your host and co-founder of I'm Like Consulting, Christian Klepp. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the B2B Marketers in the Mission podcast, where you get your weekly dose of B2B marketing insights. I'm your host, Christian Klepp, and today I am excited to welcome a fellow B2B marketer onto the show, who is, in fact, on a mission to show you the proof and get to the point. So coming to us live from Minneapolis, Minnesota, Mr. Mike Grinberg, welcome to the show. Hey Christian, thanks for having me. That's a that's a, that's an awesome intro. Now now I've got to live up to the live up to the, the title, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's a little indication of things to come, is I think what I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> but Mike, it's uh, it's so great to have you on the show, and I'm really looking forward to this discussion. You and and your wife Gabby, you guys are the uh, business owners, right, of a B two B marketing agency called Proofpoint Marketing, and. Uh, among your suite of solutions, I would say one of the things that you guys focus on is performance media. So just for the sake of the audience, um, break it down for us and tell us why you think uh, performance media is uh, such an important component in uh, B2B marketing campaigns. Sure. And I guess I should maybe preface this with, I think especially these days, performance marketing is gets a little bit of a bad rap because it's generally associated with, and probably rightly so, I guess, to a certain extent, with just straight up lead generation, right? Versus what we do, which is demand generation for the most part. Um, and again, I think it's it really comes down to the definition of what what do you believe performance means? And to us being a revenue marketing agency, performance just means driving revenue. So again, we're we sort of, we just define it a different way. So I want to preface that. Like I'm not going to be talking a ton about lead generation as a whole. Like we, we've done it. I mean, we, heck, I grew up in e-commerce and uh, more transactional sales where lead generation, even still to this day, maybe works okay. uh, If it's something transactional lower cost, but uh, getting back to your question, I guess, uh, why is performance marketing important? It's because unless you are a, giant brand with a huge following and a lot of organic uh, opportunity, paid media as a whole is your best way to get your message in front of your audience, right? Kind of, it's, it's the only way you can guarantee getting in front of the right people. Uh, Everything else is not guaranteed per se. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really great point. It almost sounds obvious, right? Like the uh, the, the the purpose why organizations exist is to generate revenue, right? But I think, and and I believe that was your point is um trying to tie that back to okay, your marketing efforts have to be designed to do that as well, right? So the marketing yep. team has to be accountable for revenue generation, right? Great. Yep, exactly. exactly. And I think that's where that's where this whole performance marketing. Uh, kind of uh, negative uh, viewpoint kind of comes around where because usually and historically performance marketers have been judged on MQLs, right? Right. And that's the general sort of thing. Like if you look at what performance marketers do, that's that's it. But the reality is, is it's not about performance marketing is bad. You just need to reframe what performance marketing means. At least that's our opinion. Exactly, exactly. 
you're going to have a field day with this one because you know, <laughs> you've obviously seen it all. So um, just, just walk us through some of the, uh, I'm going to say the common misconceptions and the common mistakes that people have. And, you, and you've, um, you've alluded to some of them already. Um, but, you know, when it comes to performance media and uh, what do you think uh, needs to be done to address those? Uh, so the question about what uh, what the common mistakes are. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there, there are a lot, obviously. Um, I would say that just two big ones, and I would say they're very much related. One is there is, this kind of gets back to the lead generation aspect, which is <clears throat> there's too much effort put into too much, uh, not even effort per se, but um, too much perceived value put into the targeting and the goal of collecting contact information, right? The reality is, is targeting and contacts are table stakes, right? I mean, there is Zoom Info and all the other tools like it. There, like, you can buy emails and you can buy contact info. And the reality is, is with traditional lead generation, that's pretty much what you're doing, but it's, you're probably paying more than you would if you were to buy a bunch of info from, you know, like a Zoom info type company. And on the flip side, not enough effort and value is put onto the creative execution side of things because it's like, okay, well, we got the right people. Let's just get a couple of these static ads out there and let them run for the next three months and see what happens. I mean, you see companies doing that still to this day where they're not iterating on their creative enough. And before, forget iterating, they're not actually understanding their customers well enough. While it's easy to target the right people, right? I mean, especially like in the B2B side, targeting LinkedIn is easy. You got all your firmographic info in your database, right? You go into Salesforce, you go into HubSpot, whatever it is you're using. And it's like, okay, here's my, here's the, you know, 50 most used job titles that are the decision makers. Here's the types of companies they're at. I mean, you can analyze your data to understand who your people are and then targeting them is easy. That's, that's the simple part. But what people aren't doing is getting the right insights and talking to the customers enough to actually get the right message in front of them, right? So it's like, I mean, software companies do this all the time, right? Where it's like, oh, feature, 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 and nobody cares, right? Because you're not going to win on features. You're going to win on your the point of view that you're providing and the, and the, uh, the pain points that you're solving, right? Like, what is the pain point they're having? Like, put that in front of them. And I think that that's, those two yeah. are the big ones in my mind, obviously. And everything else, I think, trickles down from there. Right, right. No, no, that's such a really, I mean, those are really great points that you brought up. And, uh, you know, it's back to the whole, um, a lot of companies do the whole, like, me, 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 look how great our product is. And mm-hmm. they they forget, like, um, you know, the, that really important point you brought up. So what's in it for the target audience? What's in it for the customer? How do they benefit from that? And the one other one I want to add, sorry to interrupt, sure, just sure. popped into my head is I think mm-hmm. there's also a lot of marketers, I think, don't understand the platforms well enough either. Um, like I, I mean, we've, I mean, we're an agency, so we've just like you guys are, so we've taken over plenty of, you know, accounts from other, from either other agencies or internal teams. And one of the common things that we generally find is, I mean, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Facebook, like people aren't testing enough 
of the different bidding uh, bidding models, right? They're not testing engagement model versus traffic model versus conversion model to see what the performance potentially is, right? And what the performance differences are, especially tying it down to revenue, because it's very easy to say, oh, well, I need to drive traffic to my site. So I'm going to go for traffic and I need to uh, drive revenue, which means I need conversion. So I'm going to optimize only for that. But the reality is you're probably missing out on a lot of things, depending on what that content is that you're putting out there. And so sometimes the engagement model is what you want to go with, and that's going to give you the best bang for your buck downstream. But a lot of people don't understand that and don't even think about testing those things. Um, so like things like that. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And, and and why do you think that is? Is it is it like time pressure, resource pressure? Uh, is it a combination of factors? I mean, like, it's a good question. I don't know that I have an answer of why that is everywhere. Mm -hmm. I don't know that there's a standard. I think, right? I think in say a, a, a startup environment, usually what you get and what you need, honestly, is yeah. a, a more a more of a generalist, right? Like if you're at a if you're the first marketer at a company, uh, oftentimes, rightly or wrongly, you are It's probably not the most senior marketer out there, uh, and maybe you just don't have the right experience. Uh, in more established companies, especially the larger ones, I think the model is just broken, where if top-down you're being told that you're being measured on MQL still, you're not going to bother testing an engagement model or even a traffic model because... Like, well, I need conversions. I need leads. So I'm going to do everything I can to do that. And the model optimizes towards that. So that's what I'm going to use. That's it. Uh, and then again, that that's sort of that, that misunderstanding of what it needs to do. Everything, Like I said, everything trickles down from there, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you know, something you just, uh, you said a while ago that um, made me think about like, you know, the whole thing with linked to lead generation and whatnot. I mean, it seems like a lot of companies out there are also trying to play the numbers game when it comes to things like performance media, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, that's, yeah. and look, it, it used to work. It's a, like mm -hmm. HubSpot built their entire business business model on the MQL funnel, right? Now, sure, yeah. now they're doing the, sorry, HubSpot, anybody listening? Now they're doing this whole, you know, customer, I forget what, the flywheel or whatever. Mm -hmm. But their tool and what most people are still using is still that same thing. It's not really about the customer. It's how can I get the contact? And then how can right. I... Nurture the contact through email and retargeting. Gate Where the in content, reality, there's yeah. <laughs> nurture doesn't doesn't just mean email. And even just the word nurture bothers me sometimes because it's like the nurture is so transactional for the most part, mm -hmm. versus actually nurturing a relationship like you would like you meet a new person at a whatever who meets people at bars anymore, but whatever. Uh, like <laughs> you meet somebody, if you're gonna nurture that relationship, you're gonna try to give them something valuable. You're going to try to have conversations. Like it's not a one-way push, right? And I think that's where most nurtures go wrong is it's like, well, email is just a push and retargeting is just a push. There's no pull. No, talk to us about like, you, you, you've, you've mentioned a couple of things you know, in the past few minutes already, but talk to us about what you believe um, are the key components required to actually have a successful uh, performance media strategy for B2B. Again, I'm going to go back to the two things that most people get wrong, which I would right. say is, number one, you have to have an insane amount of detail and understanding of who your best customers are and why, right? Meaning, 
what are the problems and the pain points that they have that you are able to solve? Um, and from there, you need to have the right message, a, a point of view on their world that you are helping to create and to improve. Um, not just about like, hey, you've got this problem and we can solve it. Like nobody cares about that. So can five other people, right? But what is it that, you know, people talk about differentiation, but a lot of the time they don't define what differentiation actually means. And I think this is, you have to get a really deep knowledge of your customer. That's number one. And number two is you have to get creative because targeting, like I said, is table stakes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, on the topic of differentiation, I mean, you know, far, you know, all too often you hear, okay, but we're innovative. I'm like, okay. In what way? We're innovative. We <laughs> we use we we have uh, uh, whatever best in breed AI and blah blah whatever. It's like okay, great. So what? What what is that? Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. even know what that is. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, that, that that was a really nice segue into my my next question, which is um, you know, set an example, um, ideally from your own experience, um, of a great uh, performance media campaign, and uh, tell us about it and why you felt was so effective. And if you can, um, just do it in a case study format, like, you know, situation, sure. uh, solution. Um, maybe just based on the based on what we were talking about, I, I can talk about one that we literally just launched. It's only a few days old now, but mm-hmm. um, can't share the name of the customer, but it's a, they're oh. a, uh, a medical device or I'm really a med tech uh, engineering firm. So they do product development for other their service provider for you know big name uh, medical companies and their problem since we're taking case study format you know the problem is long extremely long cycles sales cycles we're talking multi-year usually um we're talking and they're, they're we're large it's multi-million dollar deals often right things like that um really long sales cycles um limited resources and really the messaging like they knew they knew their customer but the 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 core things that customers needed weren't really being put out there um and they weren't really running any paid media before uh, i know they they tried like paid search and stuff like that and not very successfully in the past um <clears throat> so what we've done so far is pretty much what we talked about you know we did in depth customer interviews we did in depth stakeholder interviews we pulled together from there uh, really a target audience profile and a, uh, a content framework or content strategy that's mapped across the various uh, you know, journey stages. And based on that, we've created some key content and we're not doing any lead gen, right? Because if you think about it, who in their right mind is going to download an ebook whether they read it or not, get contacted by sales or get a couple of emails sent and then decide on signing a $2 million contract. Like it's just not going to happen. Nobody. Right? The, the <laughs> likelihood of that is zero. Zero. So again, what we're doing is we're putting informational and educational content out there about things that their target audience cares about. And that's sort of a new way of thinking about a problem that's uncommon, that's different. Like they, they have a point of view on a number of things uh, that are industry specific. And we've narrowed it down. Like, I mean, they can go after a bunch of industries, but we said, okay, let's prove this out for this small 
sliver, like this industry, this subgroup within that industry, and this service for that industry, right? Um, which allows us to limit budget, you know, cost exposure and all that fun stuff. Um, that's actually another, going back to mistakes, people go too broad too soon. Like you have to go, you have to put in enough dollars to get enough information fast enough, but you have to really define that target, the channels, the tag, like everything has to be very, very defined within whatever that budget is. Again, for these guys, it's not very big. We're talking, you know, uh, what is it? 12 grand over two months they're spending. So it's not a lot of money comparatively to some others. So, so anyway, so far this, this thing's been live, uh, what, like three or four days, but we, here's what we already know. Um, the audience, the traffic that's coming to their site from LinkedIn is by far the most engaged. Like their average, you know, site user, you know, views maybe a page, like 1.5 pages and spends maybe a minute and a half on the site. Everything coming from LinkedIn is five plus minutes on the site and looking at, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, I think it's like three or four pages on average, right? So they're very engaged. Yeah. Uh, we also know the engagement rate on their, uh, on the paid posts, on the ones that are engagement focused are very good. A fairly decent percentage of people are viewing like the video content we have out there, which is case study, uh, case story format, mm -hmm. um, is being viewed all the way through by ten percent plus. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the the shorter form videos are even higher than that, right? So it's the message is resonating. We know it's the right audience because again, that's table stakes. Like finding the right audience was easy. Yeah, uh, but it, you know, it took us several months to get the creative done, and it's a very technical industry so you know we had to do like for every piece of content we wrote we got to interview people and uh things like that so uh, already we know that the engagement is better than anything they've done before the traffic is more engaged on their site than any, anything ever before leads are going to come at some point uh you know we've again it's early on but just the, the early indicator and then the other thing is like the click-through rate for example and i know we're, we're talking marketing marketing metrics not revenue but we're going to be doing a pre and post analysis for them long-term that's going to tie this thing to revenue. And we've got all the tracking set up too. So if any lead comes through, it's all tagged and all that fun stuff. I'm going to say, yeah, that's certainly better than average, <laughs> like uh, for sure. And, uh, you, you know, like going back to the beginning of, uh, you know, like the discussion about this particular client, I mean, it's just the classic B2B problem, isn't it? Like longer sales cycles, limited internal resources, specifically <laughs> for marketing. Um, and, and and I think you brought up a really good point, which is what you know, which is going back to like what you guys did for them is like getting a deeper understanding about who it is they're actually targeting, right? And and that's yeah, and it's not, the, again, the who is the easy part. It's the yeah. it's the why are they the right people to target in the first place, and what do yeah. they care about, right? Because again, the who is you know you, you don't need to talk to anybody to understand the who. No. And but, and one other thing that just came to mind in terms yeah. of like results is, you know, looking at engagement in terms of like who is liking the the ads i mean they're again mm -hmm. the volume is small it's only been running for a few days here but yeah. it's engineers you know product development engineers and yeah. stuff like that that are engaging with and like you know liking and whatever following their page from this so it's right obviously we know it's the right audience but they are engaging meaning the message is resonating right so it's a it's a specific niche of that particular market that they're going after yep right Awesome. Hey, it's Christian Klepp here. We'll get back to the episode in a second. But first, is your brand struggling to cut through the noise? Are you trying to find more effective ways to reach your target audience and boost sales? 
Are you trying to pivot your business? If so, book a call with Einblick Consulting. Our experienced consultants will work with you to help your B2B business to succeed and scale. Go to www.einblick.co for more information. We're not going to talk about COVID, all right? And we're not going to talk about the pandemic. But what I do want to talk to you about, like, is uh, what are some of the significant changes that you've seen to the B2B performance media landscape as a result of the pandemic? I think, I mean, just like pretty much everything else out there, whether it be, mm. you know, uh, remote work and, um, uh, you know, telemedicine and things like that, I think the pandemic has been a force multiplier and an extreme accelerator for a lot of changes that have been happening for years, right? I mean, it's like slowly all these things have been happening. It's the same thing with paid media, where this shift from this lead gen focused, you know, volume game to a more strategic demand focused inbound game. I think that's the big, that, that shift has been huge. I mean, a lot of companies are doing it. The other big thing I would say, and this is maybe not paid media specific, but it definitely impacts it, which is, and again, the, the, the example that we just talked about, um, that type of company, it's, it's very typical where medical device and manufacturing and uh, regulated industries, things like that have been generally very sales driven organizations. And again, this change has been happening for a while, but it's been extremely accelerated where people just don't want to talk to salespeople too soon. They want to do their own research. They want to understand what you do. And it's easy for them, right? Because the other thing that's proliferated over this time is like micro communities and things like that. I mean, they've sprung up out of, out of the woodwork. I mean, they're always a thing beforehand, but so many new ones sprung up over the last 15 months because people are social creatures. And if we can't be in a community in person, we are sure as heck going to figure out how to do it virtually. And we did. And because of that, information, like word of mouth has become, it was always a thing, but it's even more of a thing, right? And because of that, the paid media landscape has changed. Again, that's driven, I think, and is driving this change from lead generation, MQL, toss it over the fence to sales. Sales says your leads suck, all that fun stuff to, uh, or not fun stuff, I guess, to this, okay, let's be more strategic and get the right content in front of the right people, focus on content consumption, focus on the right message and get the right value proposition and all that, all those things, get that into our, into the paid media side of things. Um, I think that that's really the, that's the shift, right? And I think the, this social, the, the societal social factors, I don't know what I'm saying, but uh, yeah. those are yeah. things that have driven that change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, this is probably not going to be a yes or no answer, but have you seen um, budgets shrink, expand, roll back? I mean, I mean if we talk about pandemic, like if, back to the beginning, yeah. I mean, we had clients that just cut virtually all paid media, right? And right. Just, or cut all for the majority of marketing budgets. And again, mm. those are those are organizations that were generally traditionally sales-led organizations. Right. They made the mistake, at least in my opinion, not just because we're a yep. marketing agency, but they mm -hmm. made the mistake of going, oh, the, and we literally, we had customers tell us this back then, yeah. which is, look, we're going to cut all marketing. Maybe there was one client that um, they literally severed all of their external marketing relationships and pretty much... The only, I think the only thing they kept doing internally was like paid search at a minimal basis. And they said, look, the only way we're going to get in front of people is 
we're going to talk to them. We're going to, you know, boots on the ground. We're going to shake hands. And we're like, all right, good luck. Everyone's at home. I don't know how you're going to do that, but okay. Um, and I mean, they've done all right, I guess. I don't, I don't, we haven't really kept up with it, but I can guarantee you they probably would have been better off had they figured out a way to make the shift. Um, in the long term, you know, we've had some companies have increased budgets where they're like, hey, this is especially like, again, depending on the time frame we're talking, a lot of people cut. So everyone's like, oh, well, you know, the, the inventory is cheaper. Let's let's spend more. Right. I mean, you saw it happen. I mean, uh, again, the, we don't we generally do B2B, but, you know, you saw it happen in e-commerce for sure. And like more in the B2C space, but in the B2B space as well, the companies that weren't as affected in terms of the the vertical they were in, like, well, OK, inventory is cheaper. Let's spend more. Right, especially the ones that were, well, and again, whether they were doing it the right way, lead gen, or, or sorry, the wrong way, let's say lead gen. I put that in quotes because again, it can still work in certain instances, but uh, yeah. or, or the right way. Uh, but so I, we've seen it all, I guess. Is the mm-hmm. Answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a fair point. That's a fair point. It really depends on <clears throat> who you're talking about, the scope of the work, the mm-hmm. situation, and whatnot. Um, what is a status quo in your area of expertise, and let's just narrow it down to performance media that you passionately disagree with and why. I'll give you, I'm gonna give you two. It's hard for me to pick one. Uh, The first one, I I don't know if it's disagree as much as, I disagree with the the emphasis that's still put on it on a lot of, in a lot of organizations, which is search marketing. And again, this is coming from somebody who, this is where I grew up. I, the first thing I ever did was paid search and SEO. Like that, that was where I got my start. And that is where I have a ton of experience. <clears throat> now, I, I'm not saying that it doesn't work. However, I think that because of everything we just talked about, the way people get their information, the way people research, all that stuff, especially when you talk about complex B2B sales, search is not as important anymore. For most, for, I would say for a lot of industries. It's got, it has its place for sure. Like, uh, and specifically we're talking paid, so I'll focus on paid search. But, you know, there's so much bloat in the vast majority of accounts that we will take over and that we review in terms of people just going after all this top funnel stuff and they're paying for it. It's like, these are not the right people. They're not your target audience. And again, with search, you can't control firmographics. Not exactly, I mean, they're, there are some hacks and things like that, and we can get into that if you really want to. But for the most part, you can't really control firmographics. And because of that, you are at the mercy of saying, oh, well, whatever, I'll give you an example. Um, ERP software, right? If you are not serving SMBs, let's just say, and you're an enterprise SMB provider, vast majority of people searching for ERP software are not your customer. They are SMBs, guaranteed. Right. So whatever you're spending on ERP software is a waste of money, most likely. You're gonna get a lot of leads, but they're probably gonna be crap. Like if especially again, if your focus is enterprise. If you're if you're servicing SMBs, probably maybe a different story. Um but like if we focus on I'll give a different example because I'm if you're focused, if you're in the in the service business, so again, let's take our client that we talked about recently. We are doing some paid search for them, but it's very, very, very limited. It's things like IVD product development firm or uh, like keywords. Like, like it's, it's very, very like clearly your intent is I am looking for you. 
It's not a um, whatever IVD product development process or or just general product development, whatever medical product development best practices. And yet, when we take over a lot of accounts, that's the stuff that's in there. Like, it makes no sense to pay for that. If you want to go after it, maybe it makes sense to do it in an organic from organic. But even then, the question is, are your people actually searching for this? Right? Because it's, again, as an example, yeah. in that sense, there's a difference between what startup, what like a startup founder that maybe isn't as technical is going to search for versus what uh, a director of R&D at Roche sure. is going to search yeah. for. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. they're just not, yeah. they're not going to look for things like process. Maybe your entry level engineer, they just hired might, and maybe that makes sense for you. Yeah. But I think, again, you have to understand who you're going after and whatnot. But that's, that's my biggest thing is every, like a lot of, in general, search gets, I think, more focus than it needs to and be to be. And this is so, coming from, yeah. from a search marketer. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, I told, I told you I was yeah. going to give you another one. Yeah. Uh, my other one is a lot of, especially, I especially see this in, there's two areas. I see it in like larger enterprise companies and I see it in very small kind of like bootstrap startups where the marketers tend to be more, we'll say more junior and less experienced in both cases that are handling the actual accounts. They take way too much advice from the platform providers and platform reps. Like, your Google rep is not going to tell you the best way to optimize your account. Your LinkedIn rep is not going to tell you the best way to optimize your account. They are literally incentivized on getting you to spend more money. That's it. So very basic. If you talk to just about any LinkedIn rep, they will tell you, oh yeah, turn on audience expansion. Waste of money, don't do it. You know who your target is. You don't need LinkedIn to tell you to expand your audience. No, that sounds, yeah, no, that's absolutely right. I mean, like, is, you know, their, their interest is to, you know, upsell you on existing services, right? They're not going to give you the holistic picture that you were talking about, right? Well, and they don't understand your business. That's the big thing. They don't understand your business. They don't understand your customers. They can't because these guys, these reps are assigned to hundreds yeah. of accounts. And again, they're pretty much in a glorified sales rep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Mike, this has been such a great session. And, uh, you know, please do us the honor of um, introducing uh, yourself. And uh, word in the street is that, you, um, that you've dabbled in um, mixed martial arts, too. Uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> that word in the street is true, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, I, I don't compete anymore. I don't compete mm -hmm. anymore. And, I mean, I never competed in mixed martial arts. I did, I did Muay Thai for a long time. I've been doing martial arts since I was a kid. Okay. Um, it's still, uh, still my sport of choice. Like I still train and certain, I'm actually so glad that, you know, the vaccines are out and I can go back to doing a little bit more of mm -hmm. being, you know, in close contact with people. Cause you can't really, well, you just can't do it virtually. Can you? <laughs> like, no, it's funny. There were some gyms that tried. I'm like, I, I, no, why, oh, why would I, I can't yeah. no. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah. so yes, that is true. Um, yeah. I mean, you already said, I mean, uh, Gabby and I, my, my wife and I run proof by marketing. Mm -hmm. Here's the website. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, you can find us there. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Um, anybody wants to chat about, I mean, really anything marketing related, that's the best place to find me. Fantastic. Mike, this has been um, an extremely um, informative, insightful session. And, uh, you know, thank, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. Um, take care, be safe, and uh, send my best to uh, Gabby and Lana. I will do. Thank you very much. And yeah, you do. You pass on our regards as well. And thanks for having me.
Thank you. Take care. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. To learn more about what we do here at Einblick, please visit our website at www.einblick.co and be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thank you.